Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I'm your host, Kaya Nicole. And in this episode, I am interviewing Evans Knowles. She is a 26-year-old freelance graphic designer out of the beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. I hope you enjoy it. I wanted to um, just welcome you on to the podcast interview and allow for you to introduce yourself so everyone knows who you are. All right. Hi, I'm Evans. Uh, six-year-old graphic designer. Uh, I do freelance design, so I work from home here in this room. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Nashville since 2009. I came up here for college and decided to stay. I have family in town, and since then, actually, my parents have also moved to town. Um, I have been single most of my life. Um, I have had two boyfriends and dated a little bit um nothing very serious mm-hmm. and so yeah I have I have a good amount of experiment <laughs> right and so one of my questions that I typically ask all of our guests um yeah. is what made you feel comfortable to come and be on a podcast interview about singleness and then possibly be featured in the online workshop I'm going to be doing called the secure single woman I asked that because you know, singleness is not an easy topic to kind of broach. It's not like yeah. you just go to a coffee shop and just talk about sing- like it's it's kind of sometimes it's kind of hard, you know. So, tell us what makes you comfortable. Well, it kind of all started because, as you mentioned, you talked to my roommate Ashley. She was going through some of the interview questions, and both of us talk about things a lot. We've lived together almost three years, and she was kind of processing with me. And so then she was asking me the questions, and I was talking about them. And she was like, "You should do this." and I was like maybe and I was like yeah you can email you know her and see like maybe we'll see what happens but I can't I decided to really do it because you know this having any kind of resource is something that I'm always looking for as a single woman like and for anything in my life but specifically in relation to singleness I thought you know I'm always looking for new articles books I read all the articles but pop up my Facebook feed. Right? About you can't women. not. Like, I think that as single yeah. women, you can't not read an article about single women. Like, it's just... When that has the thing, mm-hmm. then I needed to know. And then I didn't read it. And now, here I am. Yeah. So, I was like, well, like, if I have any more, like, any thought or story that anyone can relate to, needs to hear, then it would be selfish not to share it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, hopefully something is helpful. It wouldn't be selfish, but I hear you. It wouldn't be selfish because I know all my therapist friends are like, you do not need to share every story of your life that you've gone through. You know, just you can be emotionally healthy and not share, you know. So, no, but for sure I get what you're coming from. I think if you have, um, this is my conjecture, but like if you have any form of a teacher's heart, you're willing to share life lessons just very easily. Like it comes very natural to you. So that's kind of who I feel like I'm attracting when I've sent out the request to be interviewed is people who feel like, you know what? I want to give of things that I've received and especially on topics that are not talked about often. So, but thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's the other thing. Like, I don't, I don't think singleness is talked about enough and it's something that I've struggled with. Like, who can I talk to this about? Because it's obviously a large part of my life. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, like a thing that people don't talk about enough. And I, you know, I want, I have younger sisters that are seven years younger than I am. And I 
want to be able to like that they can be secure and being single say you know they're 19 now so they're in college of getting married out of college or whatever like i want i want to have an open dialogue with it starts also with talking to other people right right so let's jump in all right, and I want you to feel free to give us the juice in this interview, right? Like, tell us the story of things that you face. And so the first question is, what's one of those moments in your life, Evans, that you felt, or even moments, like distinct moments, right, that you felt extra single? Like, it was, oh my gosh, pinch yourself. I am really unmarried, and it's, I am 31. It's 2017. <laughs> period where I felt extra single and I'll start there and then I can tell you also like it's very specific story sure, sure, but my sure. time period where I first was single yeah went to a small Christian university and the the most people take that most people take there is they date throughout college and they get married basically within the first year so I was I was the maid of honor in three weddings the within the year after I graduated yeah um and I was obviously very happy for those friends, but I struggled with feeling like, oh, like, I would also like to be, you know, get married, like, have that person that I know is, you know, going to be there for me. I, I want that. I have that desire. And trying to be genuine in both my joy for them and my kind of, like, disappointment in my struggle in being single. And it's hard to have both those things because they're pretty different emotions. Yeah. Um, filled with that, and I you know, moved off of a college campus where I was very involved and like was around people all the time Yeah, and moved into a house with two other roommates and we all had very different schedules. So I, I am an extrovert, so I need to be around people. And, you know, in college that was easy. And then I graduated and I mean, for a lot of people, that's a hard, right after graduation is hard in general, mm-hmm. adding all the, way, the happiness that I feel for them, but also the struggle that I feel in being single. Like I, was sad and I felt lonely a lot um and I also like as far as like specific moments I see when was this like a year or two ago you know two of my closest friends from college are married and they were uh they planned a trip to go with like two other married couples about it until like later and I felt, you know, my, my feelings were hurt in just a number of ways. And I was yeah. also at the point where I was feeling vulnerable about my singleness in general. Mm-hmm. So to me, people know each other because their husbands work together. I was like, I don't get to go to this because I am not married. And like, that was so hard for me. And, and obviously, I'm able to now like think about rationally, like, oh, it made sense. Like, it, like I, I wasn't friends with most of those people. Like it, obviously, they wouldn't have, like, it would be weird if I had gone. Um, but at that time it was just, yeah, I am, I'm unmarried, so I don't get to go enjoy this time with my friends. Yeah. That that was, yeah, you actually bring up a really interesting point. Like I think, and I think, and it's just helpful again, just for relatability for anyone else that's single, you're not, you know, you're not alone. We're not alone. I feel like I feel my extra single moments on the vacations I take with family, it has nothing yeah. to do with, like, obviously, I'm always going to be a daughter. I'm always going to be the middle child. But if I go on vacation with my family, I feel extra single because I'm like, I should be taking vacations with my husband. Like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why are we still? <laughs> so it's almost like it's just those small moments where 
you're grateful for them. You're grateful for these people in your life. And I know for you, it was, it was different because your friends had planned a vacation for their husband's coworker friends or whatnot. But it's just, it's, it's so interesting. I think one, one of those other moments that I had, I felt extra single was, um, I think, um, this is an odd moment, but it, it just came back to me as you were talking. I have a friend who, and these, this couple I love dearly. We actually, I actually helped them plant the church in South Florida. And there was this one moment where I needed someone to talk to who in the, per, the, the, the male in the relationship is like the, the campus pastor. And he's a good friend to me. And I, I really needed someone to talk to. I had a hard time with ministry that day. And I just really wanted to kind of like unload on someone, just be like, man, this is not, I don't really understand what happened. And he literally said to me, no, you know what? I have to go. <laughs> I have to go to bed. He was like, I have to go to bed. It was like nine 30. <laughs> I have to go to bed because his wife was just wanting him to come to bed. All this. And I was just like, see, God is not God. God is not right. Like this is not right. It's just wrong, you know. But of course, I know people are going to probably snap back and be like, "Oh no, he really had to go to." And yeah, it's just one of those moments that you just are like. There's validity on both sides of that. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's the hard thing too, like being it like I don't know. But actually, you talking about family vacations reminds me of other moments I felt extra single. I have my mom's side of the family. She has four siblings and they have kids and they have kids and so we get together every other year out um at my uncle's house who has like a lot of property and it's been like the past couple times that we've done that that I have like those have also been moments that I felt really like extra single just because it's been so they're bringing in my sister-in-law who I love like fits seamlessly into our family yeah and I have desire to like date and marry somebody that fits in well in my family and my friends and I have it as them and it'd be an exciting time um of them getting to know this guy who will hopefully love one day and that like th- those gatherings are around and do like family share time every time you get together too and, and i'm like oh like one day like i'm it, it makes me excited for the possibility of that but also makes me sad that like i don't have that right now yeah um, yeah 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 it's so weird too i think um I think there's other moments where I felt I feel extra single and it's it's weird especially in Christian communities because I think there's this weird um there's this weird unspoken rule I don't know how to make this make sense but it's like after weddings I remember this one wedding I went to and again these are cherished people I love but after the wedding they got married after the reception all the single women were like cleaning up and I just was like, I don't want, I'm just going to leave. Like, I don't want to clean up. I just don't, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want this. Right. <laughs> what I, I don't, I, I don't want to be the single woman cleaning up after a wedding. And maybe some people are like, well, you see, you, you just missed your blessing. I'm just like, well, I, well, I, I don't think that that's how it works. Why is that my blessing? Like, I can't Exactly. It was just an, another moment. But so take us down to some more of your story where, again, this is a journey. Some of the thought patterns you've had, either while you were a teenager or a college student or even post-grad, that you had to overcome, you had to mature out of. And then some of those aha moments. Like, tell us some more things that you had to, like, overcome while being single. I, I mean plenty of them the you know tapes that run through your head that you're just like these things one of them 
has come from like other people that are, but other people that are what? Sorry, it just shorted out just a second. Meaning, have said just like things that have like been stuck with me and made me like given me really like almost like a not a complex, but that have made me worry about things. And one of the things that people have said in, in passing and totally innocently are just. It's like, oh, like you. Know, when you want it the least is when he'll show up, and you just you just want it pause, left. just pause. Can we have a moratorium on these <laughs> dumb statements? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! We need to have a funeral. Like all the single people need to come together and just create like a book of foolish statements that people have said to single people. I don't know why, but like what you just said, it just hit me. It's like, I hate these statements. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and the hardest thing is, like, it comes from people I love yeah. and respect in so many other areas of their life and, like, that are very happy in their marriages or very serious relationships or whatever. And so it's hard to be like, I really think what you're saying is dumb. But <laughs> I really think what you're saying is dumb. <laughs> but I can say that now. Oh, God. Now that I am able to, like, objectively look at it, Thing. But for the longest time, that was, okay, what are the steps I need to take to want to be married less? <laughs> it's so stupid! It's so just... Like, what, how would I do that? Uh... That was something that I was like, like, pray, and I would just be like, God, like, make me want to be married less, please? Yeah, like, <laughs> or these prayers of, like, make it go away. Like, what? Yes. I, oh, I have, like, I have, like, angry prayed, like, make me, like, make this go away. Like, I don't, like, I don't want to want this. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, that, like, all comes from really those statements of, like, you want, you need to want it less, da, da, da. So that's one, that's one of the false statements that have been rampant in my brain. Uh, and that's, I would say, like, college and, like, right after college are the times of that. Like, in high school, not a lot of people really said that. But it was, for me, that that was a time period that, and and some of that is friends some of that is family um one of the other ones is also things that people have said to me (laughs) and this uh has come probably more from family and not even like close family just like family in general that you meet randomly like saying things like maybe you're just being too picky Mm. like (laughs) so you're telling me to settle (laughs) like Like, not the thing that you should be telling me. Right. And a lot of that is, like, obviously, I want to have a good, healthy relationship. And most of the things that I think of are, like, well, like, these are are red flags to me. Like, your reaction when you get in a fight with somebody is to run away from them. Like, that's not a thing that I want to, like, if we're going to get in a fight and you're going to run away from me. Right. I don't think that's healthy. So, like, those kind of, and, like, yeah, like, there have been times, I'm sure, when I've said, like, oh, like, I'm, like, I think his teeth are not that nice. I don't know that I've ever actually said that, but like, that's a thing like that. Like, I feel like when they say that you're being too picky, I feel like that's more what they're thinking, but I internalize it more as like, in general, the, uh, the things that you would like in a man are unrealistic and you should probably just go for what comes. Yeah. I, I think that it's weird too. Can I just want to speak to that. Like, I think, I think somewhere in our mind too, cause I internalize stuff and I think sometimes I feel, this is how I feel. So you can get what you want, but then I can't get what I want. You know what I mean? It's like, 
It's like going to a grocery store with someone who's married who's saying to you, you you're wanting green apples nah you should just just settle for the red like stop yeah. stop getting green stop asking for green stop wanting organic stop <laughs> it's like no but that's what i want you know it's like you, you feel invalidated you feel like someone's invalidating what are your honest preferences whether yeah. whether they're shallow or not this is the thing too is this is what i don't like about this whole picky thing I don't like the fact that men, for some reason, I feel like men are super picky and like particular. Like this is my observation. Men will know down to the hair. <laughs> hair strand. <laughs> the hair needs to go like this. <laughs> or skin complexion. This is stuff that I do not care about. Literally. I do not care about. But men are out here all day like, nope, yeah. she needs to look like this. She needs to have this kind of hair, this complexion. I want these types of kids. They like think about all these different. And I think that, you know, for some reason as women, we're always feeling like we have to, I feel the pressure to settle. But that's another conversation. The whole settle thing. I think I need to put that in there. I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> so, but continue, continue. I didn't mean to, to interrupt you. So like I said, I have a lot of like false things, like lies that I have been told or told myself. One of the other ones just centers around that I needed, I need or needed to be more perfect in some way. And then I would be able to get married. Like I needed to. Oh man, you are preaching. No more about myself. You are preaching. You know, like there are just like, there are so many things that are like, and the whole idea of like, you need to, which I don't, okay, I'm going to say this, and I, it's, I've heard a lot of people just be talking about, like, you need to be the person, person you want to marry, and I think there's validity in that to an extent, but I don't think that that means, like, you're a perfect person to marry some imperfect person that's going to come along, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to do, you need to wait and just stay in the cooker a little bit longer until you're perfect, and then everything will work out yeah. which is not even everything will work out is not an accurate statement you, at all but <laughs> it's just so wild like sometimes i feel like and i think this is what happens i mean honestly everyone's journey is different but i think over the last as i approached 30 and now i'm 31 by the way as i approached just getting older and then also taking a step back um I, i'm no longer part of the church planning team of the church that I helped to establish, but I've had a chance to now like take a step back and like review Christendom. <laughs> like, I just think that sometimes people are so willing to give you these punchline answers, like these sermon one-liners and they forget like, wait, did you think about that when you said it? Yeah. Or did you just think, let me copy and paste what I heard over here to this yeah. person. Like, I think that it's just, it's just stupid. It's just stupid stuff. It's fifth grade answers. And I'm like, listen, I'm not 10 years old trying to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're literally young professional people, ambitious go-getters, people who have a pretty good handle on doctrine, theology. We're trying to be better. We're trying to better ourselves almost inherently. And you're going to come and tell me that I need to be, <laughs> I just, I can't stand that. I, I, I think it's, yeah. It makes my blood boil a little bit. Like, stop saying stupid stuff to single people. Yeah. yeah. And 
and I think it's hard because there are probably some scenarios in which case that was the truth. And that's, that's, that's where it gets hard because everybody is different yeah. and everybody's journey is going to be different. So there are, there's advice that's going to be great for somebody else. And like you say it to me and I'm like, I don't really feel like that's valid. Like for Absolutely. my life, like this doesn't, I get where you're coming from. And I, and I just have, I always have to remind myself, like, I do get where you're coming from. You have most of the time, the people that tell me these things are, have very good hearts and I love them dearly. Yeah. But like, they can't put themselves necessarily in my situation. They don't know what goes through my head all the time. As you know, sometimes I don't know what goes through my head all the time. No, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, and I, I walk this line of trying to figure out how to like appreciate their advice and their love and the fact that they're only saying it because they care about me and recognizing what is truth and what is not true. Yeah. Brene Brown gave this one Brene Brown. I haven't read all her stuff, but like I watch her interviews intensely because I love, I love, I love love her handling of vulnerability and emotional health and and boundaries. And one of the things she said that really stuck out to me in one of her interviews was just like the, the thing that keeps her from being, I guess, angry on the inside and letting that anger fester about what people do to her or unintentionally do to her is reminding herself that they're doing the best they can. I think that that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. It's like reminding ourselves, and that's healthy for us, right? Reminding ourselves that people actually are well-meaning and they're well-intentioned and they really do love you and they want, I feel like one of the things that has helped me is they want me to not be angry in the moment. So they're gonna say something that just helped me get across the bridge in that moment. The problem I find, and it's it's just, again, this is like a aha moment for me is I think that people forget how they were when they were married, like when they just got married, like you weren't perfect. Like you probably didn't read as many books as we have or as many, as much literature that there is now for the single person. You didn't do all of that. (laughs) And so I think that there's something I feel, uh, not cheated, but you get what I'm saying. Like the, the, the issue sometimes I feel like some people don't, they maybe they don't know how to empathize. Like people don't really need to be perfect to be married. So when they say these things, it makes it seem like there's more stuff to be done. It's it it literally feels really academic. You know, like remember back in eighth grade where you had to take your pre-algebra. Yes. I don't know. This is an example, but like you had to take pre-algebra exam to actually enter into ninth grade with the with algebras. Or yes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I feel like singleness, they kind of set it up to where they make you feel like, well, the reason why you're not married married yet is you haven't taken your pre-marriage exam. Yes. <laughs> you haven't studied okay. enough. <laughs> In fact, the last two times you took your pre-marriage exam, you were off by about five points. That's just how it feels, you know? Yeah. So it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I agree. Yeah. But any more aha moments? Because I love this. I love her. So one of my biggest aha moments led to a great period that is basically still in like a pure in my singleness that I've ever been um, or at least ever since I started being insecure in my singleness. Yeah. And, and it all kind of, so I, I, a little over a year ago, started dating with for six years, I think. We went to college together. We had classes together. We had. Pause one second. Evans, you're coming in and out. Your microphone. I don't know what it is. Sometimes you're saying it's like 
I'm hearing only. I don't know what to do about this. Let me see. Hold on. The microphone a little bit. Maybe. Is this any better? Am I still coming in and out? What is it? It's better. Do you do you hear a beeping sound? Yes, there must be. Hold on, let me go check what's happening. Okay, My sure. windows and everything are closed. So I don't know why I were hearing it, but sure, I'm just gonna. Okay. All right, go for it. Sorry. All right. So one of my led to one of my like best periods of being secure in my singleness came after I started dating a guy that I had been friends with for about six years. We had a ton in common. We went to school together, did, had classes together, did our homework together a lot. And in college, we didn't date. We had kind of the thing where you have like moments where you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested. And then <laughs> he's not interested and it kind of goes back and forth. But it was never like, never enough that we were like, oh, we just think this would be the perfect thing. You know, we are so heartbroken that this hasn't happened yet. It was more would make sense we have a lot in common we had obviously like a lot of close friends that are like oh you guys should date totally which is another issue but so we after college you know had continued like getting lunch and like talking about our what we're doing professionally and things like that and we're still like close and our families have been friends for all of our lives basically oh, not man. close friends but like have known each other and so, and both of us are also pretty logical people. So we were like, well, logically, this, this makes sense. We have X, Y, and Z. Um, these things are, we should just try dating. Um, and, it, and it didn't come out of a place that was like, I really like you a lot. I mean, I think there was that, but yeah. really the decision to date was this makes sense. This should work. Like, let's try. And, and he's great and I you know still very much respect him and like had a great time with him and our relationship by the measurement of like we got along really well we did things together and it was fun we you know I never got tired of hanging out with him but after about two months we we would periodically like check in with each other like how do you think this is going like so after about two months we had our like how do you think this is going and then we were both kind of like I think it's fine but I also think that maybe fine isn't what we're going for. Um, mm. That maybe there is more to it than just being able to spend time together and having a lot of similarities. Um, wow, that's that maybe, a really good maybe point. Maybe there's something more. Yeah. Do what? No, I just think that that's a really good point. That's a really good observation. So we, you know, ended things and. I mean, I've only gone through, like, two actual, like, boyfriend-girlfriend breakups. <laughs> that was definitely the easiest of them. Yeah. Because it really was, like, we talked about it one day, and we were like, well, let's talk about it. You know, let's think about it for about a week, and, you know, next week we will rediscuss it and decide kind of what we're thinking. And basically, I went home that night, and I was hanging out with friends and kind of talking to them, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I need a week. I think that I know that this isn't, like, he's hmm. great, this looks great for all intents and purposes but there's something missing so we you know got together the next day for lunch and I was just like I, I think that you know I don't need to wait till Wednesday I you know I, I'm glad that we tried this because both of us when we decided to date we're like I, I don't want to continually think like what if you know what if is a huge terrible thing and we we didn't want to think that because we'd already spent like most of college thinking like what if we dated and 
so like when when we broke up it was like I'm so glad that we tried this I I think it was great I'm really glad that we have we no longer can think like what if what if we had dated and it was perfect and we were like you know we dated it was fine but it's something's missing and we don't know what it is but it's something and I think that, that just kind of led like after that I was like well like for the longest time I just thought I wanted to be in a relationship with somebody that you know I get along with and this all makes sense and I I still want that, but I don't think I realized that I wanted more than just that. And so I was able to kind of come to this point where I was like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if my choice is being single or like being in a relationship that I feel lukewarm in its entirety about, like, I'd rather be single. Like, I don't, I don't want to, cause I, I want to be, I, I do desire to be married and I want to be in a relationship and I want to like, I want to be known and I want somebody to know me that well. But I don't want to, like, and I know that that requires a lot of work and I am very willing and, you know, excited about the prospect of putting that work into something and kind of getting to enjoy the fruits of that. Yeah. But I don't want to put that work into something that like I'm just doing because I think it's something I should do or I think that it's what's required of me to be a real adult or whatever. I, you know, there, there's something more there and I, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't, I don't know what it is. I ideally will one day be able to tell you if I you know, get married and you yeah. figure that all out. Yeah. Um, do you think people I, yeah. put, do you think people have this, um, hmm. do you think people convey think people another can... level of adulthood or adulthood onto marriage rather and, yeah. and not on the same one? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know if this is everyone in the world or if it's more of a like church specific thing or just the churches I've been in or just how I've been brought up where like most of the people that I know are married or, you know, get married at some point. Um, typically like earlier, you know, my parents got married when my mom's in college, my brother and sister-in-law got married, you know, within a year after they graduated. I have a lot of friends that all have gotten married since they, you know, like within the year of graduating college and that. In, in the circles that I've been a part of is like, you know, you are married, so now you are this other level of adult. Like, I mm-hmm. have often felt, and not necessarily because anyone's, if it's because I've been led to feel this way or what, but I have felt like I am not an adult yet because I am not married. Like, I pay all my bills. I have a job. I, you know, do all of these things, but I'm yeah. not an adult yet because I'm not married. Um yeah. I, I honestly, I feel that too. And I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I don't know if I can, and, I, and anything I'm saying, I'm not blaming the church or anything like that. I think part of me feels like there's, there's just, again, unspoken feelings that you kind of pick up in the air and yeah. you don't feel treated like an adult, though you are one. I honestly have great friends who I feel respect me as an adult woman. I don't think, and I think my parents respect me as an adult well, pause. I think there's moments where my parents, I think, still... I think that if you don't have kids, people don't feel like you're an adult. It's just weird. Like, they don't... And there's this weird thing where I feel like people just have access... They think that you, they just have access to your time. Yeah. Like, okay, my boss just wants me to overwork. And it's like, no, even though I don't have kids, I need to leave. This is not... Right. No, you didn't give me the report requests on time. Right. And stuff like that. It's like, no, I gotta go. Or... Your parents just think, or friends might just think, oh, you just have money. Like, I, no, no, <laughs> we don't have that. 
So it's, it's weird. I, I don't know what it is. I think that I've, I've felt that or I've seen that in people. There's sometimes I feel like um, some friends or some single friends, I think that I'm like, well, even though you're single, and this might be controversial, but I think that there's some friends though that allow their singleness to mean an extension of their youth. Like they're still adolescent in their thinking as opposed to yeah. embracing the skill sets of a married woman, even though you're single. Like, I think there is, I think that, and this is why I, I sent out a Facebook request to some friends some time ago when I was doing the, a survey to single women. And I sent out the Facebook request was to particularly married women with kids, because I feel like they can teach us something about learning how to make lifestyle design changes that just mean that just help them to live like healthy help them to achieve their goals even while taking on you know being a wife and a, and a and a mother um yeah. whereas some friends or some people and even myself I think that there's some parts of me that didn't had to learn had to embrace like I need more boundaries in my life around my time around my friendships around what I want to do to take care of me even though I'm not married even though I don't have an anniversary even though I don't have you know a husband whose birthday I look forward to or you know we do things for each other or a vacation to plan together I need to do these things for me you know and I think that comes with adulthood that comes with marriage more so too because you you have the accountability of each other to be like checking in. Are we good? What are we doing? Let's rest together kind of thing. So, but it's, it's true. We don't, we don't need to wait for marriage to feel like an adult. That's stuff that you need to do ASAP. Well, cool. Thank you for like going into detail with so many of your aha moments. Just so I, I, I think I'm going to definitely listen to this interview again. <laughs> like I just loved it. But, but the, for, the, the fifth question I have for you is, um, what's the one thing you think it takes to be secure and healthy as a single woman? Community. For me, anyway, it's been, it's been community. Yeah. And that's not even just a community of like single women, although I think that that is important for me, but just having like surrounding myself with a good community of people that like build me up, my you know, with God, but then also just in my everyday life. Um, not people that are necessarily like doom and gloom about being single or anything like that. That's not right. necessarily helpful. Not that I avoid those people, but those aren't going to be my, that's not going to be my. Yeah. Um, it's been very important for me. And part of it is like, I am an extrovert that loves spending time with people. So my worst moments of feeling like sad or like extra single, a lot of times come out of, I haven't spent enough time with people this week and I feel lonely because that's, it's important yeah. to me to have that. Like that, that's what, because I'm an extrovert, that's what gives me energy. That's what brings brings me alive. And even if it like I don't need to do something like crazy or like go skydiving or go out in the town or anything. Like I just want to like if I'm watching TV, I'd like somebody else to be there. Like, in college, I was like, I just, I need to do my homework, but can you just like sit here with me? Like, can we just get a study room and like we don't have to talk? It's fine. I just need so like I want someone there yeah. because that like makes me feel less lonely and you know, gives me energy to be able to like continue with the rest. Yeah. So for me, community is like a huge deal. Um, and like I said, like not just single women, but it is important for me to have, you know, at least some like single women that I can, you know, yeah. go to and talk to. And some of that is just, it's helpful to have people that are in the same like walk of life as you. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's been a big thing for me. No, for sure. I, um, I feel the same way. I am, 
I think I was more of an extrovert in college, but something tells me that I've always been a middle of the road or like I, yeah. I kind of still feel uh, depleted after being around a lot of people. And then at the same time, and, but then there's times where it's like, no, I, I really would love, like, I just need it. So I'm really middle of the road. I get really energized by having lots of time alone. <laughs> so I love yeah. reading. I love journaling. I love, you know, uh, yeah. planning out my business kind of thing. It's just crazy. Yeah. But um, here's here's where we do rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Because I've, right. I've redesigned them. I think I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. All right. So first question, rapid fire. Okay. Number one, dating or courtship? Dating, because the word courtship scares me. <laughs> right? It just, it's like, uh. the, the, I, so I never read the book, uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, but yeah. I knew about it. I went on a date with and kind of like talked to a guy in high school that we traded books at one point. Mm -hmm. He gave me I Kiss Dating Goodbye. I gave him Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller, <laughs> which are different books, very different books. Very. So I did. I kissed Dating Goodbye, but I knew the concept of it, and I was like, I, I like the idea of like being serious about things and not just like dating Flippantly. all willy nilly or whatever. Yeah. Like I get, like I, I can appreciate that idea, um, but I, I think for me, dating makes more sense. Yeah, I know. I remember talking to, um, or I just remember feeling one day that. You know, I get where courtship comes from. I get why that was sort of resurrected. Mm -hmm. But I think it can be really intense too soon. And mm -hmm. one thing I can appreciate, while at the same time holding to the fact that I don't like flippantly dating, right? Like, so the culture of casual dating and sexual promiscuity yeah. is so extreme. And that's where, that's our society right now. Right. Um, I think that there's something about, something you can appreciate about casual dating in that it takes the edge off where you don't mm -hmm. feel over anxious about going and meeting someone and thinking oh well I have like this like has to be we have to be married in three days like I have to know right. in three days I think that that can be a little bit crazy especially if you've been single for a long time so I appreciate you sharing with that number two well, rapid fire question do you yes. think singles are neglected yes Okay. And, and I mean, I think it, different areas are different. I think for me, I think a lot about the church and I, I, I have felt neglected as a single person in the church. Yeah. Um, just in the sense of like, there are like things for married, young married people, but it's harder to find groups of young unmarried professionals that aren't like in college. I, I've struggled with that and I've been very fortunate to find like a good, like small group at the church that I go to now. Yeah. But I... Went to, I went to a church for a while in, like, college and ended up leaving after I graduated because I realized, like, oh, the, like, this wasn't the community that I thought that I had. Um, yeah. And part of that was I was supplementing my, like, the community that I needed with my college community. And then I graduated and realized, oh, maybe it was more the college that, the community that I was enjoying. And then the people that I knew that I went to college with that also went to my church. So, yeah, that, like, that was, like, I've, I've, I've struggled with that. And just that, like... And I don't know if it's because you don't have a, somebody else there pushing you to, like, get involved in things or what it is for, like, single people. But there aren't a lot of, like, single – even at my church, other than my life group, and even less, like, single men. Like, my life group has 
two, sometimes three guys that come like regularly, and then we've got like way more women. We're gonna touch on that in a little second, a little second, okay? <laughs> don't 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 dip into other questions, okay? <laughs> no, um, I totally can relate to you, and it's that's a really pointed question. So again, I'm not trying to bash the church or anything. I just again taking a step back and making observations. I find that it's interesting that every life stage has something for them in predominantly most churches. Um, but the gap is so stark between college, right? And then like married people stuff. And it's like, guys, come on, man. Like this can't be, I, it's, it's, it's just interesting. I think that, um, and it's funny too, even when you kind of poke your head into what married people talk about, of course, some things are going to deal with sex. It's going to deal with the opposite. It's going to deal with wife and, uh, wife and husband dynamics but when you look at like what pe- people are learning learning in their marriage circles i feel like yo that's just good life skills like this is stuff yeah. that single people either should be invited to or we need to get over having conversations about sex out loud like this is not seriously come on just so it's interesting i don't know what i'm really trying to push i'm just saying like sometimes i feel like there should be more young professional type events right. you know for sure Um, number three, do looks matter or no? I think they do. Yeah. I, I don't think they're the only thing by any means. Of course. I need to be attracted to the guy I'm dating. I would like to want to kiss him, make out with him, you know, (laughs) I want want that. Yeah. (laughs) And if I don't like feel that, then I think I, and, and it happens a lot and it's very normal to like become more attracted to somebody as you get to know them. I, ideally, I want to be more attracted to them as I get to know them because I want to be attracted to their personality because their looks will not stay the same. Right, um, exactly. But which their personality will change too. But like, <laughs> that's at least like something that, I don't know, I feel like as that evolves, you know, that that's, it's, it's more important to have like the good personality and the good, like different skills that I think will make a relationship good. But I for sure am not going to want to date somebody that I am completely unattracted to. Right. Yeah. And so like the, the, uh, motivation behind that question is I think, again, sometimes when we're younger, we hear these tales or these, these one liners of like, man, looks don't matter. It's all about the heart. It's all about the character. And it's like, so then you just, you go searching for character and it's at the same time, you're like, but I, there's a reason that trees are green and the roses are red. Like we see things, beauty, beauty matters. So, um, the fourth question is what do you think is the top priority for every single woman in America right now? It can be as shallow or deep as you want it to be. It's your opinion. I think priority should be, Having good girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just I think it's important for guys to have good guy friends also, but that's not, I'm not a guy, so that's not the advice I'm giving. I, my good girlfriends, like girls that I can like really talk to and are going to be like honest with me and yeah. like, that we don't, like obviously we can have like light conversations, but like our conversations aren't always like it, like it's very important for me to have that. Like it's something that, you know, when I start dating somebody and get married, like that's something he won't be able to offer me. Like I still am going to need that. I'm always going to need that. Right. Yeah. I like that answer a lot. So fifth question is what's the, either the the worst meme on singleness you've ever seen or the funniest meme on singleness you've ever seen. One that I've seen a lot um, 
is the, it's a it's a picture of a guy from like the British show The Office. Uh, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it says, if if everyone could just stop getting engaged, then, <laughs> <wait."> <laughs> then what? Just if everyone will stop getting engaged, then what? It says, if everyone could just stop getting engaged, that'd be great. <laughs> and I think that's funny to me because there have been times that I've just been like, another engagement announcement? You're kidding me. Yes. Yes. Um, and I probably not as much at this point, but I feel like especially the first couple of years after I graduated, I was like, every time I logged on Facebook, it's like, oh, so and so's engaged. And it's like I'm happy for those people, obviously. But I'm like, this is getting crazy. <laughs> like the number of wedding invitations on my fridge is insane. Yeah, it, yeah, I've had a couple moments like that for sure. So <laughs> here's another question, rapid fire question number six. Be single till you're 40 or married at 20? I think I'd go with only because I... Wait, which one did you go with? Sorry, you should. I'd go with single till 40. Wow. Partially because, well, is like me at 20, like I feel like I'm a different person than I, like now, than I, than I was then. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think I'm better person (laughs) like more more comfortable with myself and more a lot of things and I like obviously I my if I was going with the married at 20 I would hope that I married somebody that like was good and like we could like grow together but that's not necessarily guaranteed so I'm gonna go with single till 40 because at least then like that's not to say I'm on that path but I am currently single and I am past 20 so that's kind of the the thing that I've already experienced now that I mean that would come with its challenges as well but at this point, I think that's where I like, think I'd rather that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like it. Number seven, not enough single men or single women searching in the wrong areas? Not enough quality single men. Okay. 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 I like Because I think there are plenty of single men, but just they aren't single men I would ever date. Okay. Number eight, arranged marriages or no? Not for me. Okay. I, I mean, I maybe definitely had moments where I'm like, maybe I should just have an arranged marriage. <laughs> because, and those have probably been in my like exasperated moments yes. more than anything. But I like, I think that there's something to the idea. I think arranged marriages are really interesting in like, not in like oppressive context, but like in general, like the idea that like you get to know, like you are with this person forever. So you decide to love them. And I think deciding like, I've never really been in a serious relationship and I've definitely never been married, but like, I think love is a choice and actions you decide to make. I don't like, yes, there is the infatuation period that is the falling in love, but the other part that I think is more important and will like last longer is the deciding to love somebody. And I think that arranged marriages have it. That's the main point, not the main point, but like, that's a big, like part of making that work well. Um, so I guess I'm also thinking of like healthy arranged marriages, which is a different thing too. But no, for sure. I and I, I totally wrote that. I wrote, I totally wrote that <laughs> on a very elementary okay. level. I wasn't thinking like oppressive culture, arranged marriages, people are being abused and you know, no, but, right, right. but there's something to arranged marriages then having a higher statistically having higher, uh, you know, staying married longer not getting divorced. I don't know who's keeping up with the statistics though. You know, if at one point they are married and then whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Um, and then also just obviously in being arranged, 
I think it closes the gap of time where people are single longer and they're feeling like, I wish some, I wish I got a little help in this arena. You know, mm-hmm. the whole concept of your parents choosing for you and them having more wisdom to be able to know what you need. I think yeah. that's, there's some relevant, there's some relevance to that, you know? But I also think my parents have tried to set me up with people that I'm like, are you insane? True, so. true, true. I hear you. You're right. I agree. <laughs> so last question from a lightning or uh, rapid fire is, what book would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe and why? Brene Brown's Daring Greatly. You mentioned Brene Brown earlier and I got really excited because I love Brene Brown. Really? But um, her book, Daring Greatly, so it's based off of a, a quote that is very long and I can't think of the whole thing. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah I know. What? what? I, I think I remember the quote. It's basically the thing about like, it's the man in the arena that counts, the one who has decided to dare greatly and if you fails while doing so kind of thing that's not exact at all but it's basically this idea that like you are daring greatly like you do things like don't just sit there and like be the person in the stadium watching but it's the guy that's in the middle of the arena that is actually living his life and taking chances and you know taking risks and he's participating and even if he fails he's participating and that's what counts that's you know it's the idea of actually participating and I think uh, there have been periods in my life where I have been more passive in certain things. And I'm mean, not to say that I'm always good at it. In fact, I should probably reread Daring Greatly right now that I'm thinking about <laughs> a while. But, you know, I, I want to be an active participant in my life and in the people I love's life. And I want to take chances. Yeah, for sure. You know, I love about hearing you say that is um, something that Ashley said about you too, off the record after we recorded her interview was that you really challenged her to not wait till marriage to do certain things, to stop thinking that marriage automatically meant certain things were reserved only for that, you know? And I think culturally, this is some of the stuff I tried to tease out in some of the material that I've created or blogs that I've created. It's like culturally, we just think, okay, well, typically you wait until you're married to buy a home. Typically you wait until you're married to go on exotic vacations. Typically you wait until you're married to X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever those things are. But I love hearing you say that you're not waiting because I think that that's something big and a huge concept I'd love to kind of echo out into the world. It's not novel, but Mm -hmm. maximize your singleness, right? Like choose an adventure, embrace the loneliness, learn from it, take the sweetness of that and learn from it. Cause somebody else needs to hear that just because you're lonely, it doesn't mean that you have to succumb to all that loneliness can bring, the depression or gateways to other vices. You don't need to do that. You can choose to allow your singleness to be the platform for you to really enjoy your life and to take yeah. chances and to take risks. It's something that I'm trying to walk out and I'm like knocking my head while I do it. You know, there's just, it comes with the territory. And I think it's yeah. honestly, I think it's a parallel to marriage, but it's through the singles lens. It's not the mm-hmm. same but it's not less than, you know, or more than it's just singleness. So mm-hmm. I love that you ended with that book and I'm probably going to buy a whole bunch of her books right after this conversation. I love her. I love her too. Uh, my last question, grand finale for you is, is pretty simple. I don't know if you saw the movie collateral beauty. It uh, didn't do well at the box office, but it was a good watch. It was an easy watch. And it was written by Alan Loeb, starred Will Smith, and a couple of other A-line actors. I appreciated seeing them on the film. But it's it's a movie that talks about grief, pain, and heartache. And it hangs on this one concept of 
in all of your grief, make sure you notice the collateral beauty all around you. And I always say that line, that, that concept about the movie, and I say this, I'm not trying to say that singleness is all grief or that singleness is all pain, but I would hate for someone, even in me just saying like, okay, people need to maximize their singleness and they need to go on an adventure. I don't like hype about something without acknowledging there's heartbreak, there's disappointment, you know, there's a feeling of, man, like, mm, at this point, I wish, like, I don't know if you went through um, the quarter life, not crisis, but that quarter life moment of just like, I am literally not married. Like this is yeah. not, this is not happening, you know, but I want to hear from you in closing. What's the main collateral beauty of your singleness so far? I think I have the opportunity, have had and will continue to have the opportunity to learn a lot more about myself, about how I deal with sadness and loneliness and grow in that and I think I, I hope that that will also make me a better partner um when I get married mm -hmm. that I am able to like understand my emotions better and how I react to things because I've had more time living by myself um or not but living by myself I have roommates but like me being the main like person that I am around that's all yes this is coming I hear me. you I hear you <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I think I have been fortunate to be able to like find healthy ways to think about and work through my emotions by myself. Yeah, for sure. And so I love that because I think that that's something I'm wanting to corral a lot of women to get their input and kind of create this singleness stew for other yeah. people to draw from. Um, yeah. You know, it's like free. It's like, um, you know, techie people, they have like open source stuff. I feel like, mm -hmm. The, the reason that I'm doing these interviews is to kind of create this open source, um, yeah. I don't know, open source resource of just like, hey guys, this is how we're navigating singleness and this is what we've learned. And I love that you're juicing from your sadness and loneliness, beauty from it. You know, like I get to know myself better. This is great, which yeah. is an intelligence of itself. Like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't recognize, like becoming really self-aware is huge if you're not an expert at yourself like you and you don't know how to love you then you're gonna have they're going to be i mean there's problems in marriage that just comes from marriage but you're gonna have a harder time when you reach those places where you're like you're not as compassionate to other people because you yeah. haven't really learned how to be compassionate towards yourself so. well and that's where like when i think about the habit like getting married at 20 question back in the rapid fire round yeah i i didn't have that I would have been a total brat wife if I had gotten married at 20. Yeah. I, I've just gotten a lot better. I mean, and I had roommates in college, but there's something about like being out of college and living with people in that scenario and like working with friends and figuring out how to like ask for what I want while also like respecting, like being able oh, to say sure. like, okay, like tonight, maybe I don't want to do this or I specifically really want to go this place without feeling like I'm domineering the schedule or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and and even in like things like I had to learn, especially my first year, like I would get really frustrated with my roommates who didn't do the dishes pretty immediately. And I would get so mad and like just plot these ways that I would like be able to be really passive aggressive about like you didn't wash the dishes. I would like you to feel bad about it. <laughs> um, 
and like now I am able to recognize like not everybody does everything the same way like yeah I want to wash my dishes as soon as I cook because like that's the way that I am like this is the way that I am and this is what makes at home but like not everybody's the same and I like am able to more think through like okay I'm thinking about this thing that I want to do to make them feel bad about this thing but like one is that going to help me at all no is that going to help them is it going to make our relationship any better will they actually understand what I'm trying to do no and I'm like say some passive aggressive thing they're going to just continue watching tv and not realize that I said anything passive aggressive. they're just gonna be like okay <laughs> yeah whatever yeah so it's been it, you know I think that's a huge thing and I obviously there I have still more work to do on that as far as my you know emotional IQ kind of a thing but I have learned a lot so far and I am really thankful for that yeah yeah